hello to each and every one of you out there, along with Sadell Boyd and Jonathan Eli. I am Irving Henderson. Welcome to today's Threes on Fire program. Uh, listen, our entire conversation this week was shaken up because the NBA trade, trade deadline hit, and wow, wow. Fellas, some moves I, I I did not expect, one we all expected. But before we get to that, uh, we'll go over uh, Saturday night scores quickly. Uh, was the Portland Trailblazers over the New York Knicks, 112 to 103. The Sacramento Kings, 123 to Washington Wizards, 110. The Grizzlies over the Hornets, 125 to 118. It was the Spurs over the Pelicans, 124 to 114. The Sixers over the Cavs, 103 to 93. Joel and B becoming the first Sixer since Wilt Chamberlain to have at least 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists in a game. Anytime your name is up there with Wilt Chamberlain, you have definitely done something. Uh, next week, uh, as we get into the All Star break, we'll talk about uh, the possibilities of Joel and B winning the MVP this year and have our first look at who the odds on favorites and some awards are for the season. Uh, it was the Nuggets over the Raptors, 110 to 109. John, I can't talk shit to you today. Your Bulls beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, 106 to 101. Don't clap too loud, though. It also, is the Thunder. Also, also, I might add, uh, DeRozan tied a Michael Jordan record. Uh, five games in a row or six games mm -hmm. in a row, 35 points. Or well, more. once again, when you, when your name is up there with an all time great, you have definitely accomplished something. It was the Brooklyn Nets dropping their 11th game in a row. They fell to the Miami Heat 115 to 111. Furious attempt at a comeback in the fourth quarter fell short. Warriors over the Lakers, 117 to 115. It was the Clippers over the Mavs, 99 to 97. And the Suns over the Magic, 132 to 105. Well, let's get right into it now. Uh, the trade deadline came and went. And obviously, we got to talk about what is clearly the biggest move of of. Uh, uh, of the week as far as trades go and the Sixers finally moving on from uh, I gotta give him his name now he's not a Sixer anymore finally moving on from Ben Simmons Sixers trading him Seth Curry Andre Drummond and two first round picks to the Brooklyn Nets for James Harden and Paul Millsap now there are people saying that the Nets won this deal, right? Yeah. And I agree with that for one second. I don't. I don't think the Nets won this deal. I think it, it, it's right down the middle, but I think it leans a little bit more towards the Sixers because the Sixers got exactly what they wanted. And what I mean by that, they got themselves a top 15 player, right? And they didn't have to part with their two young up-and-coming uh, stars. They didn't have to get rid of Maxi. They didn't have to get rid of Thibault. Correct. 
Yes. But so that when we talked not- about when we talked about the Sixers making a move, we kind of figured that they were going to have to throw either one of those guys in a deal packaged along with Simmons to get a top level player back. And I mean, Seth Curry's nice. Seth, Seth Curry's nice. But if you ask me would I rather have James Harden or Seth Curry, I think 10 out of 10, I'd tell you I'd rather have James Harden. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But the problem <laughs> is with all this is even though you guys didn't give up your two uh, with Maxi and Thibel, you gave up two first-round picks, even though that's probably, um, you know, uh, not going to matter too much, but you guys no, did it's get not. Rid- but you guys did get rid of your backup center. So if it B All goes right. out, so if it B goes, I out, mean, you don't have a backup, backup centers, but backup centers come a dime a dozen in this league, man. I mean, you're a backup for a reason, and I I had a discussion yeah. with someone this week telling me, you know, Drummond could start on half the teams in this league, and I'm looking, but doesn't because if he could centers are a premium in the NBA he would be somewhere starting he would be somewhere starting he was a free agent it's not like the Sixers picked him up he was a free agent you could go somewhere and start yeah he was starting he was starting before you guys picked him up but you know he wasn't starting no he wasn't starting last year he played for the Lakers last year. Yeah. He was a oh, backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course he's going to be a backup to AD. Well, AD doesn't uh, want to play center. So he should have been the uh, starter. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Still I, need I'm, I'm more concerned with, with the fact that we had to give up Steph, but, you know, it was a necessary. Yeah, yeah. it should have been Danny Green, but. I knew that was coming. I knew it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting for somebody to bring Danny Green's name up. No, 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 no. Because it made the most sense. Danny Green is Ben Simmons' freaking, you know, you know, uh, 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 buddy. Yeah. yeah. His lover, his best friend or whatever. He should have oh, went man. Yeah. You know, you know, know, it's funny. Danny Green finds himself handling these kind of like weirdly emotional guys because he was Kawhi's Mm -hmm. handling. (laughs) Yeah, he was Kawhi's man. Well, if I'm not mistaken, like he he kind of he kind of threw uh he kind of threw Ben under the bus. Who with his with uh uh uh, Danny Green? No, I thought he was all pro Danny or uh he was all pro. uh, the Simmons. <laughs> no, he he had a comment. Uh, he had a comment the other day uh, when they asked about him. Uh, what did he say? I'm trying to find exactly what he said. Uh, he said something along the lines of of um, having an all star player that wants to play here. Okay. Mm. Well, you know, he, he probably just didn't want to get be part of that trade. So yeah, <laughs> he had to yeah. disassociate himself. So, so my question is this, right? Was mm-hmm. Doc Rivers joking about you know uh, Seth Curry, 
<laughs> was he telling the truth about that? Nah, I, I don't think. I, th- I think he was. I think he was tongue in cheek. But that's very tongue in cheek, man. <laughs> yeah, man, because he he just threw his son-in-law out. <laughs> but he had no choice. <laughs> he just threw his son-in-law out. I think Daryl Morey made that choice for him. Sorry, oh, yeah. sorry. He only like two and a half hours away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only. <laughs> Man. But, uh, no, nah, I think we won this trade, man. We're going we gonna to see how well the Nets fare when they have to play those games with just been there, those home games with just been before they get KD back. Because, you know, Kyrie can't play the home game. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, uh, are they going to pay the fine for him to get no you know him to play the home no. games or no you know, no they're not paying the fine they're not going to pay the fine why would they i don't see them winning a series without kyrie playing home games the question is how long is this 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 mandate going to last though yeah how long is the mandate going to last? Like, will it be lifted by the time the playoffs start? Duh. Nah, don't do that. <laughs> you work needs to hold strong. <laughs> Keep the man I don't think it's, I, I, listen, I don't think it matters either way. I really don't. I don't think it matters either way. And, and, and <sighs> again, Simmons got what he wanted. He's gone. And, and, and now he doesn't have to shoot the ball now. He's going to have to shoot. So, it. Either way, so if he does it, so so it, it's going to be the same situation. It's four on five out there when he's on the floor. It is. Because uh, all he has to do is pass and rebound, right? No, no, he can't, man. He can't just pass and rebound. You, that, that's Listen, that's all he was asked to do here. But you got you to gotta take at least some shots. Like, you cannot be an offensive liability on the floor, and he is. And now – now you talking about a dude that ain't he ain't played all year, right? So what so they they right. think he's gonna come back and automatically be the quote unquote all star version of Ben Simmons? Like, come on, man. We'll see come what on, happens. Man. He might be in well, some kind of, but he can't be in game shape like all right away. Well, At least I don't well, think listen. so. No, nah, well, he listen. won't be in game shape. But well, you know, it depends on when he comes back. Here's my thing. He talking about coming back soon. And and, and, and here's the thing. I don't want to I don't want to tiptoe too far into this conversation because then like like there there's an aspect of this that we definitely need to discuss. But I don't want to turn this into a like I don't want to turn this into the Ben Simmons show. No. Okay. You understand what I'm saying because like there I have I have a, a ton of questions about this deal. That to me, I'm wondering who was pulling the strings on this ultimately. You understand what I'm saying? The question of whether or not the Sixers did the right thing is yes, they did the right thing. Anybody thinking that, you know, Maury was was was, I guess, playing checkers while everybody else was playing chess? No, that right. wasn't the case. He was steadfast in his point that. He wasn't going to take a deal 
just for the sake of moving Simmons away. That wasn't right. going to happen. Everybody no. talked about the deals that he passed up, uh, passing up, possibly picking up Buddy Heald and Tyree Talibert. Yeah, but the and Kings wanted Maxi or Thibault in that deal. Yeah. Every- All right, we're going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. But, but, well, uh, so, you know, uh, and the other thing of this is Harden has never had another, I wouldn't say like, uh, but he now has an official, like, number one score that he doesn't have to score all the time. Because Embiid's going to love Harden. Because well, it's he kind of had normal. that. He kind he kind of would have had that in Brooklyn, but those guys only played sixteen games together. Yeah, I mean and now now he's got a, he's got a dominant big man, and you know uh, uh, a good shooting guard who can can almost score at will with a dominant big man is a hell of a combination in the NBA. That's a dangerous combination. But again, we putting the cart before the horse. Uh, don't know when Harden is going to suit up. Uh, it's possible uh, Tuesday night when the Sixers play the Celtics. And one more thing on this Simmons uh, to Brooklyn deal. Just yeah. circle March 10th on your calendars, everybody. It is going yeah. to be an absolute shit show down at the Wells Fargo Center because the <laughs> Nets come into town. And I'm telling you right now. I'm sure tickets are I, sold out already. Oh, not. No. <clears throat> the prices of those tickets. After the deal was made, that probably skyrocketed. Jumped, jumped to a ridiculous number. Like I mean, to an absolute, like ridiculous. I just want to be in the build. Like we talking playoff ticket number. Damn. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're we're talking like we're talking we're talking about like uh could be we're talking number second round of the postseason numbers. Hmm. Like, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, just checking, checking uh, StubHub real quick. I'm not in Newcastle, Delaware. <laughs> here we go. Tickets for the Sixers and Nets game are starting in the upper levels. They are starting at $131 a piece. And they're normally, what, like 30 40 bucks for upper level? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're fortunate enough, listen. If you're fortunate enough to get it before they go, the lower baseline tickets are one forty-two a piece. Past those two that I just said, standing room only, a hundred and seventy-two dollars. Damn. Damn. Yeah. See now. <laughs> now see now. <clears throat> see now. I would wait for like the day of and then buy the tickets because. Those prices ain't gonna last long. No, I think I think the closer we get to the game, yeah. some of those tickets are gonna go up even higher. Or they could drop significantly. Well, we'll see. Already, because they failed. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think it's gonna matter. Because, like, again, I, I, I don't want to. I, I see now we're about to turn it into the Ben Simmons show. Listen, trust me, trust me. Uh, next week we will definitely pick up this conversation on. Uh, I guess the the little nuances on this deal. Yep. All right. Uh, in other moves, the Mavs sent Chris Tapp's Porzingis to the Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Um, oh, Dinwiddie's a guy I kind of I was 
So that we talked about this. Dinwiddie was a guy I was hoping the Sixers would have went after. Yeah, yeah, I like Dinwiddie. Yeah, but, because uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't but, see how I don't see how he fits with the Mavs really though. Nah, because well, Luca dominates all so much. Well, Luca will be at the point, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think Luca would play point. Luca yeah. has been playing point. All right, and so then then would be the shooting guard. Yeah, but they already had Tim Hardaway Jr. as they shooting guard. Yeah, but he's out. Hey, he out. It's, okay. Yep. Yeah, he's out. All right. Uh, a four-team deal went down. The Milwaukee Bucks end up with Serge Ibaka. The Man. Sacramento Kings get Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. The Clippers get Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale, and the Pistons get Marvin Bagley. Now, this is one of those under-the-radar moves that the Bucks made, and Serge. I hope that people aren't forgetting that this is the defending champions. Yep. And they just you know, it's a, a big man. And it's another year, you know, we're talk, everybody's talking about the Nets. Everybody's talking about the Sixers. And here go the Bucks under the radar making a move that improves them with a guy like Ibaka who is still a pretty damn good defender in this league. Yes, he is. All right, well, the Wizards weren't done making moves. They picked up Ish Smith and Vernon Carey from the Hornets for Montrez Harrell, which, like, kind of cancels out the move to pick up Porzingis. Yeah. Well, uh, this move uh, this move definitely betters the Hornets more than it oh, does the yeah. Wizards. Absolutely. Because... You know, Montrez Harold by no means is a punk. You know, he's a good yeah, he, he's a good player. Yep. All right, uh the Suns welcome back Tory Craig. Uh they traded Jalen Smith to the Pacers and picked Tory Craig back up. Uh the Celtics getting Derek White from the Spurs for Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, and two first round picks. The Raptors getting Thaddeus Young and Drew Eubanks from the Spurs for Goran Dragic. However, Dragic is going to get bought out, so he's going to end up being uh, a free agent within the coming days. The Celtics also uh, went and picked up Daniel Tice again uh, for Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom, and Bruno Fernando, who got sent to the Rockets. Schroeder and Freedom, I cannot believe that's his last name. Uh, yep. Schroeder and yeah. Freedom are, are likely going to be bought out. And the Celtics were not done making moves as they sent a future second round. Oh, they picked up a future second round pick from the Orlando Magic for P.J. Dozier and Bowl Bowl. Uh, we just talked about Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton and the possibility Wait, of the Sixers picking them up. Hmm? I was going to say, hold on real quick. So, all right. Uh, Go ahead. If, if you take that uh, formerly known as cancer, <laughs> now freedom is going to be brought out, then there goes our uh, possibility for a backup center. Well, just know. hold on, because I think, I think there may be a better option here, and that better option came in this deal if we're talking about bringing in a backup center, because the Pacers getting Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson from the Kings – uh, for DeMontis, Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday, I would prefer the Sixers go after Tristan Thompson because oh, he's going to get bought out. 
as a backup. Uh, as a backup? Yeah, no. as a backup is good. You can't trust Tristan Thompson. I'd rather have him than uh, uh, Freedom. Gee, that don't that. sound right. That didn't sound right. <laughs> oh, that came out bad. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I'd rather. Oh man! No, listen. Um, I would, I would rather if 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 Tristan Thompson gets bought out, I would rather the Sixers pick him up as a backup. I mean, I think I, I'm not concerned about having a, a player that's a backup who can play well on the offensive end per se. Like defense and rebounding is what you're going to need on them yeah. days. If if Embiid's getting a rest, yeah. I, I mean, I like Paul Reed, and we will talk about Paul Reed later. I like Paul yeah. Reed. I don't know if he is necessarily going to be, you know, the. the he I don't know if he should be the option right now. I think they have to make a move to get a better option in here. Especially yeah. if you're telling me the goal is you're trying to win a championship. Yeah. All Otherwise, right. Uh, the Clipper hey, boys get up and do it, man. Otherwise, man, you can put. Dave I don't know what the center. Celtics are doing. He said, "Yeah, like well, okay." Seems like they yeah, just right. trying to get every bottom of the barrel scrap deal they could just find. Hey, look, well, they, well, they Daniel brought Daniel Tice, Tice back. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's not, not bad either. Not. He's not bad, no, but I'm not, no, I'm not, not bad. with that move. Like, yeah, that's that's not an impressive move at all. I think the Celtics may be – I think they may be at a point where they are not necessarily tanking, in quotation marks, but they may be, like, trying to set the stage to do something and, and just chalk this season and deal with whatever they're going to deal with in the offseason. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, uh, the Blazers uh, making a bunch of moves, uh, starting off with uh, their trade with the Clippers. Uh, They sent Norman Powell and Robert Covington to L.A. They picked up Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson. They were also in this four-team deal, uh, which saw Karis LeVert. Oh, no, excuse me. I'm wrong. No, 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 no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. The Cavs uh, picked up Karis LeVert. the Pacers get Ricky Rubio and three draft picks. Uh, the Pelicans getting C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell from the Blazers, who got Josh Hart, Tomas Sadoransky, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Luzada. Sadoransky is also going to get bought out. Yep. He's all right. So there's, a, there's another option I would take over uh, Ennis. Oh, wow. Well, Sadoransky? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I would, I would take him. a guard. Sadoransky oh, is, is a guard. But he was a big man. No, Sadoransky is a guard. Why did they? Okay, then. Okay, yeah, I got some he bad information the, on yeah. that website. Yeah, yeah. He played for the Bulls last year. Yeah, well, you would know that. All right. Well, Nikhil Alexander Walker couldn't even get comfortable uh, wearing a Blazers uniform because they traded him immediately. <laughs> to the Utah Jazz. Yeah. To the Utah Jazz. Uh, uh, the Jazz picking up Alexander Walker and Wancho Ernan Gomez. 
Sadoransky couldn't get comfortable either because he went to the San Antonio Spurs and the Blazers picked up Joe Ingles and Elijah. Um, what are the what's Blazers doing in Utah? No, what's going on in Portland? I think we know what's going on in Portland. Portland is done. I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs by default, but they're yeah, done. But there's no, yeah, but the Blazers. There's no game. Yeah, they're not game. Are you all saying? Have, have you Dame. checked the standings? Right, but all they have left is Dame. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now Joe well, England. <laughs> hold on. A second. Wait, have you have you seen the standings? <clears throat> you you know the Blazers right now are 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 tenth. Yeah, well, they're gonna be eleventh pretty soon. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hold on. Nobody left. They have they, they trade their whole team. They Except for Dame. Yeah, pretty much. And 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 truth be told, I think a healthy Dame would have been moved as well. And yeah. I, I I expect <clears throat> I expect that he's probably gonna get moved in the offseason. Yeah. He has to. <laughs> he has but to. I I know I know I know we're talking about the Blazers blowing it up, but what are the Jazz doing? Especially now, reports coming out that Donovan Mitchell wants out. Well, yeah, because they just got rid. <clears throat> they just got rid of everybody too. And the Jazz are kind of stuck, like how the Celtics are stuck. Yeah, they 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 yeah. cap on their two best players, and they're playing. They're paying too much to their role players to really make you know significant. Yeah. Right. So but even more, even even more so with that. Like, I mean, are we about to see another situation in Utah, like we saw in Philly with Simmons? Like, is Mitchell gonna force his way out? Yeah. And I mean, if, and and if he does, what does that say about the league? And and so that we kind of had this conversation before. But what does this say about the league and stars just deciding, I don't want to be there anymore, so do what you're going to do. But get me out of here. I won't play. I won't show up. You still got to pay me. Yeah. Hey, what, what is that? Players have the power. Well, listen. They got, watch, they got all the power. Watch this space because uh, we need to keep a keen eye on what's going on with the Utah Jazz and if they're going to move on from Donovan Mitchell and where in the heck could he possibly go? Uh, one quick note on the Western Conference, just quickly. Uh, the Blazers are 23 and 34, holding that 10th spot. Yeah. Right? The yeah, Pelicans, the Spurs... The Pelicans, Spurs, and Kings are right behind them. And for some odd reason, mathematically, the Thunder are not out. <laughs> like, the Thunder are right like that. I mean, they're not right there, but they're there. Uh, I mean, the West looks like the East. Expect for the Pelicans to make a uh, rise in the standings. Yeah. The moves that they made, yeah, they they should overtake yeah. the Blazers. Uh, you know what's and, funny? And, you know what's funny about them? They don't even have Zion. They only have Zion, and you know, and they're winning games. 
Oh boy, Zion Williamson. I knew it. I called it, yo. I called it. I said it. Big man in a in a in a culinary town. <laughs> yo, man, he did he looked like he didn't gain about 40 pounds living down there, yo. Yeah. Maybe 40 pounds of no muscle. Yo. Yeah. Sadell, I can tell you right now. Playing what? Play for, the for the Saints next year on the offensive line. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen, I can tell you right now, like from being down there, man, the food down there is unreal. I know this kid ain't did nothing but eat. I yeah. know it. I know it. He ain't working out. He eating. No, he yeah, he working out all right. He working that fork to his <laughs> mouth. Man. Yeah. <laughs> all those point boys, yeah, all those point boy oh, sandwiches. Well, listen, uh again, uh we're we're gonna have a uh where we're gonna talk about the first half uh next week as we roll into the all-star break. One quick thing. Uh right now, the Lakers had better be glad that there's a play in tournament because they are right now number nine and continuing to trend in the wrong direction. You know what's funny? So we'll we'll, we'll yeah. definitely talk about that. Yeah, yeah. And LeBron was against the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be yeah. the only way he gets in. <laughs> yeah, that's about to be he about the back doors way into the playoffs. That's that's about it. All right. Well, listen. Um, it is Super Bowl Sunday. So, of course, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we will preview the game, and we will tell you guys who we think are going to win. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Today is the day of the big game. It is Super Bowl 56 uh it is between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams now last week we didn't talk about it but we will today we will start with the Cincinnati Bengals uh they finished the regular season with a 10 and 7 record this is their first Super Bowl appearance since 1998 they lost to the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 23 one of the greatest Super Bowl games of all time the Bengals also lost their other Super Bowl appearance to the 49ers uh, in Super Bowl 16. Well, how did they get here? Well, the AFC North champions began their playoff run with a controversial win over the Las Vegas Raiders, despite an inadvertent whistle during the play. A Joe Burrow touchdown pass to Sedell's cousin, Tyler Boyd, was allowed to stand, and the Bengals won 26-19. All right, well, when we got to the divisional playoff round, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill decided to give out late Christmas presents uh, to the Bengals. Uh, He threw an interception. Throwing an interception with 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Evan McPherson, living up to his Money Mac nickname, booted a 52-yard field goal as time expired. The win over the Raiders ended a 31-year playoff drought for the Bengals. This win over the Titans was the first road playoff win in team history. The Bengals would then knock off the two-time defending AFC <laughs> champion Kansas City Chiefs in the conference title game. 
Bengals found themselves down 21 to three in the second quarter, but the defense buckled down and only allowed three more points the rest of the way. Von Bell picked off Patrick Mahomes in overtime, and once again, Evan McPherson was called on to kick the game winner, and this time he hit from 31 yards out to send the Bengals to the Super Bowl. All right, what are, what is, what are going to be the three keys to victory in this game for For the Bengals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so, all right. Um, some of that defense that they played in the second half against the Chiefs, <laughs> that's one. Uh, two, uh, I think they're going to have to establish their running game to try to slow down the pass rush. And three, some more uh, money Mac magic. <laughs> I think uh, they right. pull it out by three at the end. Oh, no, 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 no. See, you, you jump in the gun, man. You jump in the gun. You jump in the gun. We we not supposed to see you giving the predictions oh. away before we get to the prediction part, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who who's the X factor for the Bengals in this one? Joe Burrow. Now, I now I agree with your keys to victory. I think the X factor in this game for Cincinnati is going to be their offensive line. Uh, if they can't hold up against that Rams pass rush, they're going to be in big, big trouble. And I'm telling you right now, this is not the team that you want to get into a hole against because the one thing that I know they would love to do is to be able to fire off and get some hits on Joe Burrow. Yeah. All right, speaking of the Los Angeles Rams, for the second time in four seasons, the Rams are representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. But the Rams would love nothing more than to erase Super Bowl 53 from their memories, as would any of us who watched what has got to be one of the most boring Super Bowl games of all time. They lost to the Patriots 13-3, to and the less we reminisce about that, the better. For the second year in a row, the NFC champs will be playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl although the Bengals are the designated home team. Well, how did they get here? Well, the NFC West champions began their run by destroying the Arizona Cardinals 34-11 to in the first-ever Monday Night Football wildcard game. Then in the divisional playoff, L.A. nearly got victimized by Tom Brady. Uh, they came dangerously close to blowing a 27-3 lead totally. Uh, the Bucks tied the score but a 44-yard pass from Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup put the Rams into field goal range, and Matt Gay hit a 30-yarder as the clock ran out. Uh, this Rams team can hang their hats on being the last team to beat Tom Brady, who retired about a week after the game. Uh, the Rams would complete a comeback the next week against the 49ers. Uh, L.A. was down 17-7, headed into the fourth. A third Kyle Shanahan team could not close the deal as the Rams would outscore the 49ers 13 to nothing in the fourth. Uh, what are the keys to victory for the Rams this week? All right. Number one, that front four of the Rams has to get the burrows often. And you got the, 
clock him quite a few uh, quite a few times mm-hmm. in order to get to his head. Number two, the offense has to stay in rhythm because there was lulls on the Rams' uh, offense probably the last uh, – probably the Tampa Bay game. uh, Right. And then third and finally, if you have a big lead, keep your foot on the pedal. Don't take the foot off the gas. If you're going to blow them out, blow them out. Don't do what you almost did and send Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl as opposed to yourselves. All right, and who who do you have as the Rams' X factor in this game? Oh, uh, Eli Apple should have kept his mouth shut. Uh, Odell Beckham is the key factor. And I have two of them. Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham and – Oh, Aaron Donald. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I actually did have uh, Odell Beckham as my X factor for this game because I think Cooper Cup – Cooper Cup is – no, he's the guy. But my X factor now, uh, I would say, is Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to have a time today. So we'll we'll see if he can uh, step up and show out here in this game. All right, yeah, well it's time for Ramsey's uh, the big factor, not freaking Odell. No, yeah. I think Odell is. I think I think I think you can make a case for Odell being the X factor in this game. You can, you can, because what are they going to do? Are they going to if if they if the Bengals come out? And slide their coverage to stop Cooper Cup, right? Yeah, that opens up everything for Odell. Yeah, so he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play his ass off here. Yes. All right. Well, time for the pick. Sadell, you gave yours away. You said the Bengals are gonna oh, win today. <laughs> okay. John, who you taking? Ah. Uh. I really want to pick the Bengals. I really mm-hmm. do. Don't do it. Okay. I really <laughs> do. <laughs> I really want to pick oh, the Bengals. But, the, you know, they can nope. come back. You know, they can come back next year or the year after that. No, they won't. But I okay. got the Rams taking this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I, I, I'm kind of on the fence about this one just a little bit, but I will say this. I think that the Rams have all of the tools to win this game. And I think that the Bengals offensive line will be the key in this game. And I honestly think that that, 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 that defensive line, that front seven for the Rams, they're going to eat in this game. The Rams are going to win. It's going to be a good game. I yes. think the Rams. I think the Rams are going to pull away late. And yeah, I, I'm taking the Rams to win this one. I, I'm not saying the Bengals can't win this game. Yes, I'm saying they won't. I'm Same. also saying. All right. That. All right. Well, listen. There, there is an aspect of the Super Bowl that uh, 
comes around every year and it gets weirder and weirder every year. And those are the Super Bowl prop bets. Now, I'm looking at some of these prop bets that they have going. Uh, fellas, oh boy. Let's start with some of the halftime props. Uh, anybody that doesn't know, the halftime show will be uh, led by uh, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick yeah. Lamar, as yes. well as a holographic performance by Tupac. So I'm going to yeah. assume that they're going to do California Love. Yep. Uh, make make some sense. But here are some of your <laughs> halftime show prop bets. You can bet on the color of Snoop Dogg's shoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You can uh, you can bet on whether or not Eminem will have part of his performance censored. Uh, will there be professional dancers on stage? Will Kendrick Lamar wear a hoodie? Will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat? Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and what is clearly my favorite one will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage <laughs> he's smoking on stage what the hell there's no way he's smoking on stage Dude, there's oh, no way oh he's smoking there's on no stage. way he's smoking on stage oh oh man you guys are okay you guys are taking that he's gonna I, I don't think he will I don't think well no not a chance not a chance no. There's no, no way. There's no way in hell. Man, he's smoking on that stage. No. Oh, say. my goodness. No. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way they're going to let that happen. They, 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 there's no, like, yo, I'm telling you right now. I mean it. If Snoop smokes on that stage, they will never invite another black act to the Super Bowl again, yo, ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. And they will announce it in the middle of Black History Month, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, hold on. There's a couple of other ones. Uh, they have these exotic prop bets. That doesn't mean what you think it means, fellas. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, will any word be forgotten during the national anthem? Uh, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Uh, will there be a proposal on the field after the game? Will a player be ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? Ooh. Will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point attempt? Uh, what will happen first, a sack or a touchdown? Will any touchdown be overturned by a replay? Ooh. Oh, and, and one of, here's one of my here, – here we go. Uh, you can bet on the first commercial – how many commercials will have dogs in them? Oh, <laughs> yeah, great. Come on, come on. Listen, listen. There, there, there are millions of dollars pumped into these damn prop bets every year. Every year. And it's crazy because I've I, I we did this last year uh in my house. You know, I let I let my kids do prop bets. Uh I think they were. See, one of my kids had what the weekend's first song was going to be, and yeah. nobody got that right. Nobody got that right. No, nobody did. But, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, uh, this, this, this should be a very good game tonight. Um, 
I, I just I don't want a boring. I just don't want. I don't want a boring Super Bowl. I don't. I don't want a boring Super Bowl. Most of most of the last handful of Super Bowls have been pretty damn good. I'm looking forward so, to the halftime show personally. Well, of course you are. Of course you are. You're <laughs> you're a big Dr. Dre fan, so of course you're looking forward to a good halftime show. So so. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I think I said this in chat. You know, um, um, one of my buddies was like, you know, it's going to be an absolute scene if Tupac returns from Cuba. <laughs> returns man, to, listen, here, listen <laughs> here, man. Listen here, man. Listen here, man. If Tupac literally, not, not holographic Tupac, but if real yeah. Tupac shows up. up on that stage, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going home. I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm not. I'm not watching the game no more after that. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to see no more football until September. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. We're gonna move on to our last segment. Uh, obviously, we went over to uh, NBA, so we're gonna have a couple of more subjects to talk about before we get out of here. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. And, fellas, we were just talking about it. I can't believe I forgot to mention that the uh, Winter Olympics has begun. It's actually been going on for about about a week and a half now. A quick look at the medal count. Uh, Norway <coughs> leading all countries with 21 overall medals. Uh, also, with the most gold medals, they have nine. Uh the Russian Russian Olympic Committee, they're not allowed to go by Russia. They're not allowed to use the name Russia. I don't understand. Like, I know it has to do with their doping scandal from a couple years ago. They're not allowed to be, they're not allowed to uh, compete under the Russian flag. What? So they're, they they compete under ROC. Oh. They don't yeah. Yeah, 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 the rock. Yep. Uh, They are second. (laughs) They are second with 17. (laughs) Germany coming in at third with 14. Uh, They are tied with Austria. I hope not. I I really hope not. Yo, if I I see one of them Russian athletes throw up the diamond sign, I'm going to lose. And then, and then coming in uh, at what I mean is technically uh, fourth place, uh, also tied in the medal count with the Netherlands is the United States. Six gold medals for the United States right now. A couple of days ago, they didn't have any. Um, the, the Olympics will continue all the way up until, if I'm not mistaken, uh, next Sunday? Yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested, uh, there will be they're, – they're going to go right from the Super Bowl right to the Olympics. Uh, right? So, that you're, you're, like, if, if you don't want to turn the channel, don't turn the channel. They are going right into the Olympics as soon as the Super Bowl is over. Uh, big uh, women's hockey game today night at 11 o'clock on, I guess, straight up on Peacock, if you have it. It's uh, Team Canada versus Switzerland. And I think the USA women uh, 
the USA women's hockey team plays tomorrow mm. on on uh on on Monday. I'm looking for it, can't find it. Ah well. You want to look for it, just look for it. Um I can't believe we've actually given coverage to the Winter Olympics this year. Also, also, uh, Jamaica sent another bobsled team there, but uh, don't don't expect a cool runnings too anytime soon or anything like that. <laughs> nah. All right. Um, quick update on the MLB lockout. It is still going. Uh, there was supposed to be a new proposal set forth by the owners and the commissioner uh, on Saturday. Still no word on when this lockout is going to end. They are considering adding a universal designated hitter. Uh, so the National League will do away with having pitchers back and instituting a draft lottery, which is, I guess, is going to be to try and cut down on teams actively tanking to get the top pick. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Um, brief, brief uh, wrestling note here. Um, Keith Lee signed with AEW. Not surprising there. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Um, Thank God. Thank God. One thing I do want to say, though, one thing I want to say, um, I want to talk about uh, AEW owner uh, Tony Khan and his comments last week. And he basically gaslit the wrestling wrestling community. He talked about someone coming in and through the forbidden door and signing and slamming the forbidden door shut. Now, basically what that did is that got everybody's eyebrow raised. Like, hey, what's going to happen? Like, is it is it this person from WWE? Is it that person from WWE? And then nothing happened of the sort. So he had to come out and apologize and say, oh, I didn't know what Forbidden Door meant. Now, his Forbidden Door person was not Keith Lee. It was nope. Jay White. It was Jay White. Hey, what? I mean... John, listen, man, listen. Hey, man, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a casual observer of AEW. You're more of the you know hardcore AEW guy because you're in that you know their demographic that they're targeting. I I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I I, uh, I literally have nothing right now. Well, Jay White is. You know, he is the grand champion. He's won every title that New Japan, you know, had to offer. I mean, you know, but I get why I get why people were upset because they were, you know, they were probably expecting like Okada or somebody. But Jay White is a start. Saying. I mean, they don't call him freaking like King Switch for nothing. Oh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hear you. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what just happened there. I just, I just like glitched out for a minute. Uh, I'm good. I think I'm back on. 
All right, yeah, but see, right. now John, let's 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 I want to have this conversation and I want to have it like like briefly, but I definitely want to have it. What people have to understand is AEW is literally about to find themselves in the same predicament WWE was in. Now, do I do I agree with the way Vince McMahon went what went about letting so many people go? Of course not. Of course not. Especially when you're talking about you were letting people go that were in the middle of doing things. Like right. storylines don't even come to completion because you let guys go in the middle of it. You know, you right. you you had Alistair Black and he was in the middle of what he was doing and all right, you got to go. You know, yeah. you have Bray Wyatt in the middle of what he was doing and then you let him go. Keith Lee, yep. same thing. You went through the whole process of repackaging and rebranding him, and then For no he's reason. gone. For and no he's reason. gone. So, right, I mean... Should, right, but he should have never been, you know, uh, uh, repackaged no, at all. No, not at all. I, I, don't, I don't agree with the repackaging of him. Because... But, because look, look, look. Go ahead. His nickname is limitless for a reason. He can do what, like, the smaller guys can do in his big frame. Why are you mm. calling him Bearcat? Well, I understood. I understood right. why they – I understood why. But at they the same tried. time, I yeah. mean – They tried it. You, you, just, you just don't – like I said, you just don't start something and then in the middle of it, like, just all right, it's over. That's it. We're done. We're not even like you're. You're gone. You're gone. Yeah. Now, I agree. Now, this 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 is something that like is very controversial. I agree with NXT hitting a hard reset button. I I agree with that. I I agree because if you're talking about WWE inside of a bubble, just inside of a bubble, and that's how they operate. You want to start to create your own new stars. Right. And if that's what the purpose of NXT is going to be for, for crafting new stars and then bringing them up to the main roster, then yes, you should hit the reset button. Now, right. I think right. they hit the reset button too fast, and yeah. they turned off so many fans of the original NXT. They turned off and a I, lot of people. Exactly. So I, I think I think it, it was a good, yeah. smart move to make, but it should have been made, you know, it should have been made slowly. It should have right, been made the, slowly. Right, but the thing, uh, to get back to Jay White, he still, ha he still wrestles everywhere. Mm -hmm. so, so he's just not going to be in um, where, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, where he was on Wednesday and Friday, like right. uh, uh, he's doing like an indie show on Saturday. Now, mm -hmm. when when he first started in the U.S., he was working for Ring of Honor like a while ago, and then he went right. to New Japan and stayed there. Right. But you know, you know, everybody's gonna open up the forbidden door, except yeah. for maybe, except for maybe. Vince won't open it up too much, you know. You know, 
he'll let like a couple like sneak in, but mm-hmm. you know, it won't be like a full gauge like war. But no, it won't. And it, and 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 truth but, be told, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, right, it's not so, like here's the thing. It's not like Vince is never, you know, yeah. a lot. I mean, he did it with ECW. Yeah, he did it. So and, I mean, it's not like, but but and the only I, thing I don't that, know. Well, the only thing that I want to see in AEW if they start fully bringing in like the New Japan guys mm-hmm. is Bullet Club versus the Elite. That's the only thing that you can do, like a major faction versus the faction that was a part of your group that right. split up, because because mm-hmm. that works because of what, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, the old school like Bull Cub guys. This is where this is where it would have fit perfect if, you know, uh, uh, Finn Balor would have got released. It would have right. fit perfect because Finn would have went back to New Japan, got everybody from the old Bullet Club like mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, back together. Then you go mm-hmm. face off against uh, Kenny and all them, which I still right. think is going to happen eventually somewhere, somewhere like down the road. Uh, we'll that's see. A, we'll that's going to we'll happen. We'll definitely see. Um, quick, quick. Uh, one. Uh, well, two quick notes. Uh, Elimination Chamber is huh. Saturday. <laughs> Uh, we'll probably either, depending on when we go on, we'll either preview it or review it, depending on when we go on next week. Uh, and one other thing, uh, smart move by Tony Khan to quote unquote do the forbidden door thing. Uh, Punk versus MJF did not bring in over a million viewers uh, for Dynamite. So he ended up, uh, Tony Khan with his forbidden door thing. Dynamite got their largest uh, rating pop for the year. Um, they went over 1.1 million viewers. It is the it was their highest watched Dynamite of the year. Twice they dipped under uh, a million, and the February second episode was the lowest. So again, I, I get it. I just I think it's bad business practice because that number next week is going to drop. The only question is how far does it drop? And uh, did he piss off? Did he piss well, off a bunch of fans? Well, depending on who comes in next week, because I heard that wasn't the only people that are gonna debut. Man, listen, I, it was bad, bad, bad move. Bad move by Tony Khan. Really bad yeah. move. Yeah. Um College basketball at it again uh, with upsets all over the place this past week. Uh, it started Monday. Sidel, if you want to, like, like not listen to this part, it started Monday. <laughs> it, it started Monday. It started Monday when Virginia knocked off number seven, Duke, 69 to 68. Then on Tuesday, Arkansas beating number one, Auburn, 80 to 76 in overtime. It was Santa Clara over number 22, St. Mary, 77 to 72. Wednesday, SMU beat number six, Houston, 85 to 83. Then Oklahoma beat number nine, Texas Tech, 70 to 55. Thursday, Michigan knocked off number three, Purdue, 82 to 58. We got a quick little break, right, on Friday, and then it picked right back up on Saturday. Rutgers beating number 14, Wisconsin, 73 to 65. 
and Houston losing again. <laughs> this time they <laughs> lost to Memphis. 69 to 59. You can pretty much expect that Houston is going to be out. Well, outside the top uh top 10, maybe even outside the top 15, uh dropping two games like that in a week. And yeah. it wasn't just in the men's side, because uh-huh. even on the women's side, you had a bunch of upsets. Uh, Wednesday, Villanova knocked off number eight, UConn, 72 to 69. Thursday, Michigan State beat number four, Michigan, uh, 63 to 57. Uh, I did not quite catch the scores on this one, but uh, Virginia Tech beat number 11, Georgia Tech, and Arizona beat number Arizona State beat number six, Arizona. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, and one other one. It, one other one on the women's side that happened last night. Stetson <laughs> beat Florida, <laughs> number 22, Florida Gulf Coast. Stetson. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's Stetson, Stetson man. <laughs> wow. All right, listen, let's close it out. Uh, John, you got a, a bunch to choose from this week. Uh, who's your dumbass of the week? Oh, I'm going to list all of them. Can I list all of them real quick? Go right ahead. Well, you have dumbasses of the week. Go ahead. All right, all right. Speaking of college basketball, let's talk about Auburn. You idiots. What is the one thing you should not be doing? Parading uh, on parading on the other team's logo before pre uh, before the game starts. And look mm-hmm. what you guys do. That's why you lost to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Next, we have the amazing Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets for scoring a last-second basket, not on his basket. Put on the Raptors basket. Oh boy! Been that kind of a season, man. Been that kind of a season. The other one is Marshan of the Boston Bruins for Mm -hmm. uh, not only taking the puck away from the goalie trying to give it to a fan, but elbowing him in the head for no reason. Surprised he didn't get his ass whooped. He should have. Next on the list, mm-hmm. <laughs> next on the list, we have Alvin Kamara. Look, you're supposed to be taking hits on the field or hitting somebody on the field, not off the field. Well, not in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only uh, person to give out hits during the Pro Bowl weekend. Exactly. And, and and can we talk about the Kings GM, the Sacramento Kings general manager? What the okay. hell are you thinking? Getting rid of one of your best players, Halliburton. One of, two of, two he, of. That's yeah, right. Best player. Well, well, I'm best talking player. about the, yeah. Well, I'm talking about like the main one, <laughs> which is Halliburton for for. I get it, but no. You gave mm-hmm. up way too much. Right. And, and last but not least, 
the worst dunk attempt I've seen probably in the last two or three years. Let's give it up for your 76ers own number 44 in your programs, but number 10,000 in your heart, Paul Reed. What are you thinking? Yo, that had to be the absolute (laughs) worst thing I've ever seen a Sixer try to do on the court. Like, in my mind, he's got a breakaway dunk or a layup. Whichever one he wanted, he had it. And he just said, you know what? I think I'm a I'm a I'm a pull something out my bag here. I think I'm gonna do a, a, a in-game dunk competition dunk. Only problem is like <laughs> you gotta have a certain amount of ups to pull some dunks off. And he didn't. He didn't. And he went to go for a reverse. <laughs> I don't even know if he was going for a reverse. I don't know what that was, but whatever it was. He never even got to the rim all the way. It looked like he was kind of coming down and the ball hit the rim. Like, oh, <laughs> listen, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it yet, go to YouTube and YouTube. just type in Paul Reed dunk. <laughs> That's it. it. It'll make it'll make your day, man. It really would. It will definitely <laughs> make your day. All right, Sadell, who's your person of the week? Okay, so my person of the week is Caitlin Clark. Shooting okay. guard, yo, the Iowa Hawkeyes shooting, mm-hmm. shooting, shooting shots from the parking lot. Yes, she was. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> she was. She was pulling out them Dame and Steph Curry logo threes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw the. I saw the clip. She was on one. Yeah, she was, she was definitely fighting. on one. She was. She was crossing people over and stepping back into threes. I'm like, yeah, Whoa. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. 46 points and 10 assists. Not only only was she bombing, she was dishing out dimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Caitlin Clark from Iowa, Sadell's person of the week. Now, my thing of the week, uh, fellas, I got to be honest, and I say it every time, working late at night, you know, I got to find ways to stay entertained. And I, I just found another series on Netflix. Uh, oh, this God. one is called Impossible. Not, not you have to handle Mexico. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm done. I'm listen. I'm done with too hot to handle, man. That last, that third season was too much, man. It was, that was just too much. Right? You know, they got, I know, I know they have uh, Brazil and, and, yeah, it's it's like two of them. I'm I, I'm good. I can't do it, man. I can't. That that last season took all the energy I had for this out, man. Like seriously. <laughs> I, and, and mind you, now mind you, like like years ago, like I started watching Married at First Sight, and I wanted to talk about that this week, but I, I, I'll definitely talk about it next week because listen, fellas, it is. Oh. Yo, some of the most, like, absurd people in the world. You understand what I'm saying? People who shouldn't be married to anybody are getting married <laughs> on these shows, right? <laughs> but on the imposters, uh, probably one of the best openings to a show I've seen in a long time. Basically, the show is about this guy who was married to this woman, 
and you know comes home from work and she's not there right she leaves him a video message basically saying she wiped out all of his money what the and was gone and she don't look for her you won't find her right what come to find out she ran this scheme on another guy what right did the same thing to him right wiped his accounts out right man they get together to look for her and they think that they found her right they go to this apartment where a chick opens the door. Come to find out, she did the same thing to the chick. What? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm still in the midst of, of watching this first season. It's actually pretty damn good. Uh, Uma Thurman is in it. Uh, like, it, it's really it's really crazy. But Imposters, if you guys, if you, if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. All right, uh, anything uh, you guys want to add before we get out of here? Uh, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, really looking forward, again, looking forward to a great game, great halftime show. Uh, that's about it. Uh, you guys got anything before we get out of here? Uh, uh, for me. Uh, do I have anything to add? Uh, we won't talk about Kanye. He's been through a lot this week. No, I don't. I No, come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye's a dumbass. Uh, uh, um, if you haven't heard the six new Dr. Dre tracks, mm. I I invite you guys to listen to them because mm. it sounds like vintage Dre on the production. All right, I'll put that on my yeah, put that on my listen list. Um, yeah. Oh, one 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 quick thing before we get out of here. Just a reminder: next week, uh, we'll. Talk a little bit more about uh, the Simmons slash Harden deal, uh, the Donovan Mitchell situation going on. Uh, we'll recap the first half of the NBA season. Uh, personally, personally, uh, my my personal and I didn't want to I didn't want to steal your shine, John. Uh, my personal uh, dumbass of the week. Uh, I'd like to say it, it's myself, myself. I'm 42 years old and. <laughs> I got hurt walking, okay? <laughs> walking. It was not granted it was icy out, but Come still on. I got hurt walking. walking. <laughs> I'm in a damn walking boot. <laughs> like your boy is all your boy is all jack, jacked up right now, man. Oh, <laughs> um, listen, getting old is a bitch. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not even old like like I'm Freaking 42. I should not be getting hurt doing regular shit, man. Yes. You should not be. <laughs> but you did. But but here I am, man, doing this show, ice pack on my foot, uh, foot propped up. Um oh, man. Uh, four to six weeks, man. Four, four to, to six two. weeks. It used to be four to six days. Now it's four to six weeks. Right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, like I said, uh, We'll hear from you guys next week. We are done. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody.
Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.